Thanks for all that you share with us. I recently got a seven-month-old GSD, and I was confused by what others were recommending for some of his behavior. I've achieved a lot with your guidance. Thank you. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of people absorbing our content this week, and I'm getting a lot of, today I got a video, a video. I got, I got a message from someone that says, I was up all night, th this morning I got it, I was up all night consuming your videos, and then she sent me one a couple hours later saying, in three hours, I've made more progress with your videos than I have in months of training. You know what I found out today that I had no idea? I'm not going to mention names, right. but one of our clients has spent $15,000 on his dog's training prior to us. Mm -hmm. A trainer was coming to his house every day for $160 a session mm. and getting no results. Yeah. And it's called a scam. Literally, he told her his budget because he's like, this is what I have. Like, I want to make this dog really great and like spent it all. Yeah. And he got nowhere. Yeah. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Hey everybody, how are you? Hello. Hello. Hold on, let me just close a couple screens here. Close some screens. Happy Friday. This is the What Would Jeff Do show. My name is Jeff. This is Joelle. We answer all your dog training questions. The way it works is you ask a question, Joelle reads the question, I give you the answer. If, um, if you've never listened to the show before, you'll know that a lot of the show, in a lot of the questioning, I should say, is based on how do I stop, how do I stop, how do I stop. So what we're going to do is we're going to get a lot of um, answers such as um, use a punisher, use a correction, make it suck, make it stop. The only way to stop an unwanted behavior is through um, a punisher. And, um, and what you're doing is, remember, whenever you're applying a punisher or correction, it's, it's neutral as fact as your human emotions. It's matter of fact. Yelling at the dog, that's not what we're doing. There's no raising of the voice. It's just matter of fact, no. Um, and then there's the correction that follows with it. Let the correction have all the emphasis to it, not your voice. Um, that's what we do here. And then we do something called Jeff Gelman Seminars. Jeff Gelman Seminars. You can go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. We tour the world this year. Um, who knows what's going to happen? We've got, you know, three or four months that we're not on tour, that we were supposed to be on tour. Um, but, you know, don't worry. We'll be back. We'll be back stronger than ever. Um, uh, and then we have the training center, and what's great about the training center, and you get a little bit of a, um, we just, in fact, Joelle just put up the couch sessions. Um, uh, uh, got a lot another, of good a, content edited today. An, another, another couch session today. Yeah. Um, what was that? It's this, these monitors. Um, we're monitoring a couple of, if anybody wants to know about these baby monitors that we use, this is the screen. We're actually monitoring a separation anxiety dog crate right now. Breaker. Crate breaker. Um, so we're monitoring that, and I've got a remote. And if it tries to attempt to get out of the crate, you might hear some noise in the background. And that's me correcting the dog for trying to break out of the crate. Um, so um, and this is a 24-hour thing. This, this camera will be on the dog through the night, and I'll be watching it through the night and waiting for it to um, try to even do the slightest movement with its mouth or its paw to get out of the crate. We've also secured the crate. Now, we've got kennels that dogs don't get out of. But that defeats the purpose for the homeowner. The dog's been here long enough that now it goes gets transitioned back into a crate because that's where it's going to be living. It's going to be living in a, in, a, in a crate at home. So we want to make sure the dog is comfortable in a crate um, and understands what a correction in a crate is. So, um, And then the training center, which is all, you know, a lot of it's reward-based. We, we do the same type of training that any reward-based positive reinforcement trainer would do. We use food and, and clickers, and we that's, that's what we do as far as obedience, and that's, in fact, what a lot of dog trainers do. But it's the stopping of unwanted behaviors that ends up with your dog being dead or surrendered, and that's just the truth. Dogs don't go to um, the pound or get put down because they couldn't do a good downstay or a sit. It's because they are biting someone, massive, massive separation anxiety, which can mm. destroy the family. Um, leash reactivity, um, um, you know, anything of, of that nature. So you ask a question, we answer it. There's something at the bottom, you'll see a dollar sign, you'll see some of those top chats come up. What a lot of people do is... Um, um, What's your Patreon channel? 
Um, Patreon.com slash Joelle Gifford. Hmm. Melissa, can you look it up? It should go to hers. Mm-hmm. It should go to hers. Um, Joelle just started a Patreon channel for her fitness business. I want to make sure we plug that today. Um, plug that on tonight's show. There's a link um, on that show, but also you can go to... Um, We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll post it up. But you know, do your own research on Patreon. Just look up Joelle Gifford and you'll and you'll find it. It's her fitness channel. Um, and she does uh, macro uh, meal planning. And it's not like a diet. It's literally just understanding the concept of food as well as um, great workouts. And there's all different tiers that you can join. And um, that was launched today. So we're all really, really excited about that. Um, you know, the great thing about this is, you know, you created a business in the middle of this pandemic. And it's going to be humongous. And right now it's a side hustle, and pretty soon it will be your your you know your main your main thing. And it'll be able you can tra- technically travel the world, you know, um, um, from anywhere and running this business. So that's a great thing about what's happening right now. And I think there's gonna be a lot of transitions in a lot of businesses, whether it's remote remote work, homeschooling, you know, remote learning. Um, um, on remote learning on so many levels. I think, days, I think yeah. people are getting really used to remote learning. Mm-hmm. You know, people are learning how to use Zoom. We're doing Zoom, but we've always been doing Skypes. But I think people are really learning how to embrace technology. So, great technology yeah. companies will be formed. More people will be using the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, a lot of things are going to be happening. So, let's get right. So, the top chat. What it does is it gets your it gets your question to the top of the queue. Um, also, a lot of people like to just be like, here, thank you so much for all the 15 years of free information that you've never charged for. And we still don't charge for. We have some ways of, like our Patreon is a $5 a month minimum chargeable thing, but pretty much 99.99% of the the social media that we have out there is free. Yep. And you just have to put the work in. You just have to put the work in. So it's a one-hour show. We'll answer as many questions as we can. And we said so we might as well just jump right into it. All righty. Michelle P., Hi, hi, everyone. Stimulus money went to a mini educator in thick fur contacts for my Aussie. Can't wait to see the difference. Awesome, awesome. By the way, I'm better. Everyone is doing good. Kids have recovered as well. Hubby is back to work Monday. Awesome. That's really great. Great, great to hear. It's great to hear. Awesome. Next. Ronnie, Jeff, the way you do e-collar training when you do... When do you use momentary sim? Okay. I've only been using continuous. So, you know, I train on the road differently sometimes than we train in the training center. Historically, we do the pressure on, pressure off when we are training the dog in obedience at the beginning stages. So, um, uh, whenever we want to get a dog's attention sometimes, or once a dog is trained, we will probably you do momentary it's just a mo- it's like you already have the information, you've already been trained, you know what to do, and we'll do it. So historically on um, obedience level of punishment, and it's like well, you punish obedience, when you've done 500 repetitions of something, the dog is proficient at it, and it does not do it, you have to apply a punisher, or else you'll just have a dog that has to be nagged for the rest of its life, or prompted the rest of its life, or paid with food the rest of its life, instead of saying, hey, you're supposed to you're supposed to um, um, know um, that command. We also use that for getting, you know, obviously getting in the trash, for barking, for trying to break out of a crate. Sometimes I'll use momentary. When do I use momentary? Um, let's pretend the dog is fully trained. When would I use momentary? When it works the best. When it works the best. That's the answer. So some dogs, they respond well to it. Some uh, other dogs need a little bit more, um, you know, uh, timing on it. So one, two, three, which would be the continuous button. My finger tends to always be on the continuous button. And if I want momentary, I'll just hit it for a quick burst. A quick burst. Next. 499 Top Chat from Alexander. Puppy is going out every 30 minutes, but still peeing in the house. Is it spite? No, it's not spite at all. It's what I want you to do is puppy. I don't know how old the puppy is, so I need weeks. Um, I would check for a UTI. Also, is there free roaming? That dog, you know, we're, I'm, I'm going to assume it's an 8 to, eight to 14-week-old dog. So 8 to 14-week-old dog. Um, that dog, even younger than, even a little bit older than that, though, you know, until a dog is until a dog technically is housebroken, um, the dog shouldn't be out of your sight. Dog should be on a leash. The dog should be in command or in its crate, and there should be no free roaming. There should be no free roaming. What a lot of people do is they just take their dog outside. It's gone to the bathroom. They assume everything is fine, and then the dog, but um, you know, pisses somewhere. But if it's going every 30 minutes, I would check. If it's going every 30 minutes on a consistent basis, I would check medical. Also, monitor its food and water. Next. 
Um, Levi, happy Friday, Jeff and Joelle. We're practicing our chair sit now, and Sadie won't stop panting. I've tried low e-collar and gone up, but nothing. She's not thirsty, and it's not hot. Right, leave the panting alone. It's stress. It's okay to work your dogs in stress, guys. It's okay to work your dogs in stress. So, you know, every day, every day when I wake up, I'm sleeping at the training center. Um, every day I make sure that um, I'll make a cup of coffee, I'll go back to bed, because I get up really, really, I get up at four, and I work out here now. Um, so I'll have a cup of coffee, and what I'll do is I will um, um, uh, 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 listen to a podcast. But I go through probably now, over the course of the day, knowing that I'm going to lose, um, sales will be affected by half a million dollars um, this year with my company, knowing that I'm tapping into my savings, taking out loans, uh, refinancing my house, um, to to keep this company afloat, knowing that I had to lay off half my staff, knowing that I'm continually putting out free content with no obligation of anything in return, trying to have normalcy back in this company, try to have normalcy back in my house, not living at home right now because I'm trying to keep the family safe and the company up and running. And I've been doing that for a month. There's definitely been levels of stress, you know, in my days. Um, the last 24 hours have been rough for me. Um, I've been doing great for the first four weeks. And then all of a sudden, something hit me yesterday that gave me a rough 24 hours. Um, so it's, but I still have to get up and go and, and do my thing. I still have to work. I can't stay underneath my covers of my bed. I can't stay hidden. Um, I still have to produce stuff. I still have to stay busy. Not busy work, but busy. But even busy work is better than nothing. Um, um, and I've been training myself to do that for years and years and years. Um, life is full of stress. A lot of people right now are dealing with stress. Um, I don't drink alcohol. I don't do drugs. So a lot of people are using um, alcohol and drugs to cope with their stress. There's been a lot of people that are using um, their lack of um, um, temper temperature. Uh, 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 Temper tantrum control, that's the wrong word. Impulse control. Impulse control to, uh, to unfortunately, um, um, to, to domestic abuse is going up. So there's a lot of stress-filled behavior that's going on out there. What I want you to teach your dog to do is how to handle stress. Why? Life throws you a curveball, and we've been thrown a curveball. And just for, um, I'm only 54, I consider myself halfway through my life right now. Um, this is not going to be the biggest curveball that um, I've, that we will be thrown at. There's a lot more to come after this. This is the beginning. Next. That certainly was a... You, like, went off a tangent but brought it right back. Good job. Thanks. Melissa, good evening. Jeff, Joel, and everyone in the chat. Oh. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Melissa. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Barista boy. Hi, guys. Ordered my mini educator today. So excited. Do you have a specific order you like to train commands in? Um, what I like to do, we talked about that actually in the in the um, um, the, uh, uh, the couch conversations. Yeah. So we talked about things in movement. So um, we talked about the CS phase, which is a continuous stim phase. And we talked about either recall or place, things where the dog moves away from you or comes towards you. Down, we recommend not teaching first. Also remember, um, we, we do something called priming the dog. We, we layer remote collar training over um, uh, leash training. Um, the dog already has some resemblance, some um, concept of um, what uh, uh, the pressure on, pressure off theory is, and the remote collar mimics that. It's all about pressure. Next. Gretchen, hi guys. How's the weather in Rhode Island? It snowed last night and all day today. We got a few inches. Why? You must be, and that's what she said, that you must be in um, mm -hmm. Michigan. Um, today was cool and sunny, but it was cool. Cool being... And windy. It didn't go above 45, I believe. That wind didn't So, help. next. Kayla... Any tips to make it easier to trim my dog's nails? He pulls away and gets sort of aggressive. So um, I'm not the grooming guy, okay? I'm not the grooming guy. I'm not the medical guy. I'm not the food guy. Um, I'm the stopping bad behavior guy. Um, so what you, but what you do is muzzle up the dog. There's a bunch of ways to do it. You could counter condition it with food and a clicker. Um, there's videos on there. There's a lot of, you know, you know, talk to a groomer about all this stuff. Go to a grooming grooming uh, Facebook group or grooming YouTube channel. Um, but we muzzle up the dog and we just get it done. And if the dog objects, we bonk the dog. We say no and then bonk the dog. Believe it or not, if you know what a bonker is, just look it up. 
um, you'll you'll see what a bonker is, and you'll see you probably my picture next to it. Um, so next. Um, Nathan, I'm a truck driver. Rescued my dog seven weeks ago. My issue is separation anxiety. He cries, barks when I have to leave the truck at the truck stop or delivering, etc. What would Jeff do? Um, remote color on the dog and correct it. Um, yes, you can correct it. What a lot of people will do is they'll say the dog's already the dog's already upset and now you're shocking it. It's like no, I'm telling you to shut up. You're being annoying, you know. So you're being annoying because your dog could rip up the interior of your cab. And and for and you being a truck driver, I love you because. Um, I'm an RVer, and um, we we see truck driving dogs all the time, mm -hmm. and um, it's a great fucking life. And a lot of people would disagree with that. And it's like, so traveling around with your owner at your side, traveling the highways, that's a pretty cool fucking life. Especially yeah. if you're even if you're just a day trucker, mm -hmm. but if you're a long t you know if you're a long hauler, that's just a really really cool a really cool life. Um, next. $20 top chat from Ron, but oh. there's no question. Oh, thank you, Ron. Really, really appreciate it. Really do. Thank you. Redbone Mike. Good evening, Jeff. New to the channel. Getting a lot of good info here. Awesome. Awesome. Brand new to the channel. You'll see the flavor of, of this show. It can get a little bit um, adult-themed and um, <laughs> um, inappropriate, which is much different than something like um, the, the, the content we have that's more on the educational level. But the show, the answers are correct here. The answers are correct. The way we deliver them, though, has a little bit of a... Of a, of a x-rated dirtiness to it depends on the day yeah it depends on the day next melissa posted the link to my patreon channel oh thank you melissa. Thanks, melissa everybody check out her patreon channel let's all support joelle joelle has been supporting all of you for the last two years and um helped many 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 people um with all of their problems and also by being um, my co-host is helping um, a ton of people so it's about time that that circle gets that circle gets closed next Sophia, hi J and J. Bruno constantly, repeatedly steps off place. He 100% knows place. Okay. It's an exhausting battle just to get him to stay on. I've been tapping e collar till he's back on, but sometimes he ignores that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so check for fit number one. So stop tickling the dog's balls and tell the dog, cut the fucking shit, get your ass back on place. So what does that look like? Dog's on a tie back. There's a leash on the dog that's tied to something. It doesn't keep the dog on place. The dog can still break place by, say, one to two feet off of place. But then what I want you to do is correct the dog. If the, that dog absolutely positively knows place, and it was trained on a remote, and you've gone through the steps, now it's time. Oh, yeah, yeah, tap, tap, tap. So he's, so he's using a remote. Mm -hmm. Now it's time. Um, now it's time for um, you to turn it up and make it suck. All right, turn it up and make it suck. You put that on a coffee cup, fill it up with your fucking caffeine, and you drink that right down. Next. <laughs> Four ninety nine top chat from Michelle P. Depends if I'm here or not. Oh well, thank you, Michelle. It looks like you're here. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like should there be a question there? Oh. I don't see anything though. All right, next. Um, Hater Slayer, howdy, howdy, y'all. Hey, how are you? What's up? Ayukin, hey guys, I have a one-year-old small dog with resource guarding issues toward our other dog. Best way to set up a training session, correction for this issue? Thank you. Well, what you want to... We have a prong and e-collar for so, correction. So you don't want to use the e-collar, have them... I, I don't know what the dog's resource guarding, but let's say it's food or a bone or a toy. Have uh, leashes on both, have two handlers, have a handler on either side with the leashes slack. You don't want to be pulling on the slack. Let the dog resource guard... Um, Tell the dog out and correct the dog that's resource guarding. The dog should physically and mentally move away from the, um, the resource and then also move the other dog away as well. Don't let that other dog come in and steal it if it's just resource and guarding something neutral. Next. Cheryl, hi Jeff and Joelle. Happy Friday to everyone. Happy Friday to you as well. Urban Canine Dog Services. Curious to know why you personally use a clicker versus marking with good. Is it to pattern in a multi-level process? An example, muzzling, collaring. Understand easier for some owners regarding timing. We don't, well, just to let everybody know, owners don't go home with clickers. And I, I usually, you, we don't use clickers 
um, in a lot of, like in my seminars, I barely ever use a clicker. At the training center, which we've got plenty, lots of time to work the dog and build a better foundation, where my seminars on stopping and unwanted behavior, but we use clickers in all of our obedience training and our counter conditioning. The reason why we, and we use the word yes, not, you can use the word good, it doesn't matter. But we use the word yes, that's a marker word. So as long as you're using a marker, that's all that really matters. But the clicker is universal. So the, so the way that I say yes, you say yes, Ben says yes, Brittany says yes, are all going to sound different. But historically, the clicker sounds the same. So it helps with a dog with a picture that they hear the noise. Um, uh, they hear the same consistent noise. It's all about consistency. Next. Michelle Anderson, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Good evening. Hater Slayer, when it comes to legally protecting your business, where can new startups look for services? Legally protecting your business, what I would do is I would talk to an insurance company. And what you can do is you can start with homeowner's insurance. If you have homeowner's insurance, if you've got a car insurance, touch your car insurance. And what you're going to be doing is you're going to be, the number one thing you need is that you just got insurance for your company. Mm -hmm. So um, um, that you just formed. Um, uh, you're going to be looking for liability. You want liability insurance. If it's a dog training company, you want to start looking at things such as your is redo is possibly getting commercial auto insurance, and you want to be getting um a, you want to make sure you need which a lot of people don't know nor do dog in transit insurance. You want to make sure you've got dog in transit insurance. If you've got employees, you want to make sure that your insurance coverage covers all your employees using their personal vehicles for business purposes as well as your employees using your vehicle for work-related um, uh, um, uh, activities as well. But you want to be well-insured. You want to be very well-insured, all right? Um, because when you need it, you need it. When you don't, it's a cost of doing business. Next. Melissa posted the link to your Patreon channel Thank to you. talk about the Zooms that you've been doing. Yeah, the Zooms are available on, we do those on Tuesdays and Thursdays, possibly 3 p.m. It's not like a guaranteed time yet. Like this, we try to do this show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, mm -hmm. 7 to 8. Now we're doing Zooms on Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, uh, 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 which is five days a week of putting out putting out free content. And um, I might be doing even more than that. I might even be doing more, you know, more than that. So... We're going to be coming up with all kinds of things. The Zoom, though, allows a lot of just back and forth. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, and it's on a smaller level right now because there's, there's not a ton of people in it. Um, but it's really, really enjoyable that I can see everybody. And, you know, we were, we've were we only we've done three of them already, and you can tell it's already a little thing we got. You can tell. Cool. Everyone's really comfortable. It's the same people so far every time. Nice. And we'll get, we, we got one new person in there, and it's just, it's a very small group right now. It'll it'll eventually grow, but it's not going to grow to this, like, huge, you know, 100-person room. There'll probably eventually be a dozen, and then eventually, you know, a couple of dozen in there. Mm. Next. Um, Levi, what is the difference between send out and out? And why wouldn't you use send out for obedience? You can use any word you want to. You can, you can use any word you want to. So we use the word out, which means just literally move away. We don't teach send outs necessarily, um, but we have dogs that out that actually do go out. But if you want to teach a send out, you go ahead and teach a send out. Out tends to be more of obedience slash correction where a send out is is the way i interpret a send out is it's obedience next cindy how long should i expect to train my seven month old on the leash before we can expect to get on the main street uh, i don't know i don't know anything about the dog i don't know anything about you i don't know anything about your dogs if your dog has any issues i mean you can go tonight if you want to but i don't know what you're struggling with um, I don't know what kind of training equipment you're using. I don't know what your dog is doing. Um, I mean, you can take, you know, your dog. I, when I used to go to people's homes for eight years, I took dogs on within the first 20 minutes of meeting them on the street and took them for walks. Um, um, so I'll, I have no idea what you're struggling with. Next. Ron, hello from Minnesota. Hey, Minnesota. How are you? Hey, Bataglia. Hi, J&J. Hope all is well. Congrats to all on your Patreon. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm excited. Hey, Bataglia, by the way, Foster is doing awesome. Oh, good. We've been doing DIY 2020. Nice. So far, we've been doing sit down, kennel, place, thresholds. Notice sometimes I have to wait him out. Anything else you think we should do? Um, sit down. Kennel, place, thresholds. Um, I mean, if it's a, considering that it's a foster dog, I think you're way ahead of the curve. Walking on a leash. 
Mm-hmm. Make sure you're walking on a leash. Introduce spatial pressure to the dog. Do some claiming of space exercises. Yeah. Uh, make sure the dog is 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 definitely understands what a crate what a crate is. Um, it can behave in a crate. Um, doesn't demand affection from you at all. Can go from affection to no affection, like without missing a beat. You can take the dog from high drive to low drive with an on-off switch. Next. Alexander, is it okay to yell at the dog when he's trying to jump out of the crate, biting the furniture, or doing things he knows not to do? Is yelling hey or no okay? You can do whatever you want to do. We don't do that, but you can do that if you want to. We use. I'd rather use a remote collar. For biting of furniture, if, a, if I had a dog that was biting on furniture, I would use a remote collar at a very high level. Number one, your dog can destroy the furniture beyond reasonable repair. That costs money. So you're destroying my property. There'll be a high level correction for that. It lasts for a second. There's no long-term effects other than the dog stops biting the furniture. Um, if you want to use verbal hey or no and the dog doesn't go back to it, well, then you keep doing it. Next. Allie was able to take one of my dogs for a walk in the woods today with just a drag line and didn't end up needing it. Did some recalls downstairs and it went great. Low distractions, but still pleased. Awesome. Yeah, don't, 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 you know, low distractions or no distractions. You're, you're starting on the road to um, off-leash um, hiking in the woods. We took some new trails today. Um, we took some new trails today and um, we did great. It was great. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was a good, it was a good time. Yep. Yep. Sarah Bug Art. Hey, J&J and everyone in the chat. Just got a dog to ARC. Can I does great on out now after using the collar but if he has something in his mouth he doesn't drop it just runs how to fix Um, also already seeing improvements with recall super excited so he's not doing out is what you're saying because out out might well he may be doing out meaning get get out of here he needs to learn out as in like whatever is in your mouth let go so you have to turn it up and you hit momentary so you turn it up don't gradually turn it up start up high and just make you make it suck you make it suck. If it's something you don't want the dog to have, you really make it suck. And that could be the word no. And that usually will make the dog spit the item out. So, because people have to remember that, like, you know, when you, when, we, when, you, when we talk about obedience training, we talk about low levels of remotes. But when we talk about fixing unwanted behaviors, we talk about high levels of remotes. And... It's a disservice, I think, for a lot of trainers, and this is no trainer in particular, and I don't ever comment on a trainer because I really don't care. Um, but the point, but I do care about is a methodology and this concept that a, that a remote collar should never be used at a high level or there's no need to be is bullshit. Why the fuck do they make it so high? And I guess we can have the same thing as like, well, why does a car go 240 miles an hour if you can't drive more than 60 legally? Mm-hmm. In the, at least in the United States. In Texas, you can drive 240 miles an hour. Um, so, but, but we're not in Texas right now. Um, so what, what you know, um, with, with a gun and a six-pack on the front seat, you know. Um, so you should what, add a disclaimer to that. So what, that it's a joke? Yeah. Oh, that's a joke. Um, the six-pack should be in the back seat. Um, so I think what's important is you, you, this concept of nobody wants to talk about using remote collars at high levels or, or making something uncomfortable slash painful to the dog. Well, all I know is this, if you pick up a chicken bone from the ground and if that chicken bone does not leave your mouth before it goes down your throat, you might end up dead or costing me thousands of dollars. And to me... I will absolutely deliver a high-level punisher to prevent that. Absolutely without missing a beat. Without missing a beat. And if, you know, and um, just like if my child was about to step off of um, the swimming pool deck into the deep end and didn't know how to swim, I would grab my child by by any part of its body or clothing and and lift it in the air and if unfortunately i hurt my child um because of that not on purpose then so be it then so be it so um you want to be you know but maybe that's not the best example but i hope you know we can translate that into you know things that are dangerous need to be taken seriously next 
Nathan, he did that day three of our relationship. Negative stim. I don't know what that's about. I feel like there's part missing. All right, next. Nathan, it might have been too long and YouTube cut off some of it, so you might have to retype it. Gretchen, no, I'm in Indiana, but close to Michigan. Indiana is cool, but currently not as cool as Oklahoma. Not many tigers out here. No. Next. Ron, longtime lurker. All your info has paid off. Thank you. You're welcome, Ron. Thanks for making a comment. Gretchen, Joelle, out of curiosity, why'd you choose to go vegan? Not vegan, actually. Plant-based, but not vegan. Um, why did I choose to? I've struggled with digestion issues for... A good part of my life. Mm-hmm. And ever I think ever since I've owned no, the known one you. thing I never tried was cutting out meat, and I've been doing great ever since. So, but you cut out a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, I don't do gluten. I don't do dairy. I don't right. Do so I am plant based, but I still eat honey. So technically, I can't consider myself a vegan. Right, right, and you still have no problem like killing it. I feed ki- my dogs meat. Like I'm not gonna a, killing a deer. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I think, you know, or wearing, like or wearing label, I don't like labels though. I think it's the whole label thing. And that probably got to the whole thing about like people using that as a label. Yes. Almost, almost with an attitude. Yes. Almost with like, but I'm, and I'm vegan. But I'm like, like you're I'm like, a really mean person. Right. Exactly. It's like, no, you're an asshole. Right. You know, it's like, you're an asshole. It's almost like the way that some people throw that out there. Like, or to or ju- any title though. To like just, any to, title. to justify their meanness. Like yeah. I'm an animal activist. It's like, and. But like you're what mean. You, it's, what's your point? Yeah. You're, you're, you're actually a hypocritical, hypocritical person. A lot of people just yeah. use labels as something to like, I don't know. Right. Hide behind. I well, don't like it. it. It also makes a great title on there um if you only have so many words to describe yourself on your on your bio next yeah um ronnie how to get a dog to play fetch dog will go get ball but not bring it back so you just need to teach recall so teach recall i've got i've got a video on recall so just remember fetch is a multi-step process the dog has to find the ball pick up the ball hold the ball bring it back to you so there are videos out there called forced fetch I don't, we don't teach forced fetch. We don't actually don't teach fetch at all. All my dogs fetch, but I've got, you know, high drive dog crazy um, 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 ball driven dogs. And I'm the guy with the stick that throws those balls. So it's in their best interest to bring the ball back to me if they want it to be continually thrown. And they figure that out usually real quick. Next. Urban Canine Dog Services, blown away by the threats being made by people apparently advocating for nonviolence to those like you helping dogs and their owners baffles me how they lack human compassion for owners and trainers um that's because it's not about that's because it's not about the dogs or the human that's why see that's the whole that's the dynamic between um the online haters they actually don't care about the dogs they think they do but they don't and they definitely don't care about humans they think they do but they don't so what it does is it gives them power they care about their own ego. See, everyone has an ego, and egos are fueled in different in different ways. My ego is fueled by the the success that all of you have, but we all have an ego. So, usually, the the the, the social makeup of a of a hater is usually historically somebody with low self esteem, low self worth, dealing with um, a lot of insecurities. Um, um, sometimes it's a mirror. Sometimes it's a mirror. Um, um, so it's just, it's just really, really interesting. But what I do is I have a lot of empathy for, for folks like that because I know they're really struggling. I, I, I historically won't engage with them because I'm not interested because, you know, but it's someone that's really, really struggling and I hope that they find their way and they find help. Um, but, you know, somebody's hate towards me doesn't identify me or actually really has nothing to do with me. I'm just the flavor of the day. They'll move on historically. They'll move on to something else. Um, some people also make a career of it. That's their job. They get up every day. Um, they get up every day from their mother's basement, um, and they um, eat the food that their mom made for them. I mean, they are 32 years old, so that makes sense that their mother's still cooking them breakfast, you know. And um, they she she cut up their waffles the like the way they that they like it, and and put 
just the amount of syrup on there um, with with no butter because they want mar because they want margarine on there. It's perfectly melted, and and when when they're done with that, they go back into the basement and they get on the, the they get on the computer that their parents pay for the Wi-Fi because they have no job, and they start you know spewing out their hate, and they you know and then they take a break for lunch and they get their peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the ends cut off because that's the way they like them because they are 32 years old living in the basement still and um in fact and usually lunch is delivered to them by their by their mom um in fact she doesn't work because she has to take care of her 32 year old son who's too much of a lazy fuck to get out of the basement but really historically it's right actually um, a female that's one of the bigger haters out there next sure yeah why not let's move on it's enough you know, speaking of PB&Js, I used to love the crust on bread. I was like that weirdo who ate like the end slices. Well, you know, I they're like they get they make the best toast, I think. I, I will say And that, I would know, always do toasted PB&J. Oh, you're talking about the ends. Or just like the edges in general, right. though. I like that part. I will bread. I will say I tend to be a crust eater because Angelo doesn't eat the crust and I hate to see food wasted. And back when I used to eat pizza, I always ate the crust. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Dip it in some marinara sauce. I wonder I wonder if they if they invented cheesy crust just to encourage people to eat more crust. Cheesy crust is the shit. I wonder if they did that. I would like pay people on cheesy crust pizza at school. I'd be like, Can mm. I have your crust? I wonder if <laughs> I, I wonder I wonder if they came up with like those cheese sticks, you know how they've got like cheese yeah. but crust. literally like being like how about if we took crust of pizza and put cheese in it and we can it's sell different. that by himself? It doesn't taste like a breadstick. It's no. different. Cheesy breadsticks, yeah. But it's different. Uh, I don't know. I've it's never, cheesy crust. I've never had them. It's What? You've never had stuffed crust pizza? Never in my life. Next. You've never had stuffed crust pizza? No. Wow, you're really missing out. No. Next. Grace. Is it possible to overwhelm a dog by doing too many new things over a few days? Worried that during this COVID thing, I've been working my service dog on tricks unrelated to his tasks. He still tasks great, though. Yeah, you can definitely overwhelm. Is it? Is it? Is it? If you had to learn five languages in a day, would you be overwhelmed? Next. Uh, Ronnie, do you recommend a two-two-five prong or a three for a GSD? Um, historically, a three millimeter. Um, I mean, if it's a puppy under six months old, the two-two-five will probably fit properly once a dog is fully trained you might only need the 225 um but it's the three millimeter for a dog over 60 pounds is a good one next jay hi i love your channel how can i get my dog to stop shaking her head when using the e-collar even on her working level using an educator mini thanks um your dog might be just getting used to it it also might be turning into just a condition thing we've seen dogs do that we'll stop them if we can we can give them a leash pop just keep a leash attached to the dog and just correct the dog for shaking its head next dar just wanted to say thanks oh you're welcome Leanne, Jeff, what should happen to a dog that comes in your yard and attacks your on-leash dog who then needs surgery? Biter dog has a history of fighting other dogs. What are the victim rights? Well, it's not about victim rights. Number one, you can shoot the dog. You've got the right to shoot the dog um, if you see the dog on your property. Number two, you absolutely can get... Um, I'm not a lawyer. Don't take legal advice from Jeff. And, 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 and if you shoot the dog, you're be prepared for repercussions. All I know is if there was a dog that came on my property that was attacking my dogs, I'd shoot it. Um, um, uh, because I've seen dogs killed, and if there's going to be a dog dead, I don't want it to be one of mine. And needs surgery, um, my God. It needs surgery. Um, I would imagine the owner, considering the dogs are considered property, the owner of that dog, um, get it on video, and the owner of that dog should be held accountable. And if it's not, I imagine you can file, file a, com, uh, a, a claim in small claims court. But again, I'm not a lawyer, so I would talk to a lawyer about all of that next. $20, $20.99 Canadian. No question. Oh, it's from Senna. No question. I just appreciate all the free content and tips. Oh, thank you, Senna. That's thank you. Nice. Love you. Um, Sophia, when doing e-collar heel, Bruno can't seem to figure out when I tap. He's not to be in front of my leg. I use leash pressure with prong. But he sometimes objects or other times he listens only for a few moments. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do is I want you to watch the spatial pressure video that I have out, the spatial pressure video, and do that. And that's with the And you got to do CS too. You can't just skip right to correction. Right. Yep. You need to do CS. CS with, just watch the spatial pressure video. And then we have an e-collar heel video. E-collar heel video. And then put it all together. Next. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Kathy says, hi, everyone. Hello, Kathy. Gretchen, Jeff, you mentioned it's a good idea to get a dog right now because people have time. But do you think it's a bad idea in that people might not be able to afford it right or properly socialize a puppy when being on lockdown? No, I never said it's a good idea to get a dog right now. Somebody asked me on last week's show, is it a good idea to get a dog? Okay. I didn't bring up the subject. I responded to the question. And I think it's an important point um, because a lot of things are taken out of context that I say. Um, And what I did was I said, it's good and bad. It's good because... Um, you've got plenty. It's not about affording it. It's about time, mm-hmm. which you need to afford time. Um, um, you've got plenty of time to train it. The problem is what you want to do is make sure you're training it to eventually not be with it as much. Because when this is all over and your kids are back in school, you're back to work, your partner or spouse is back to work, if you're in a relationship, all of a sudden the dog's home alone and the dog's been going what the hell for three months everybody was here so you actually in fact did one of my skype counsels the last skype counsel of the day today they've got five kids and it's a couple and i and they don't homeschool so i said make sure you're training your nine week old puppy to have downtime alone where all of you go at least at a minimum go outside to the backyard and leave the dog inside in the crate Mm. or go for a drive and leave the dog home alone because you want to start duplicating what you should have the same structure for your dog when you are home as when you're not going to be home or else you'll end up with potentially a separation anxiety dog next um you can how to teach how to get teach come into heal i'm trying to teach a left command and dog doing a food lore and marking what was the first part how to le- teach come into heal, like recall to heal. Oh, recall to heal. We don't teach that at all formally, but what you're doing is you're recalling your, you can, we don't formally teach that, but I've seen in a videos and we've done it a couple of times here. You're recalling your dog and using a food lure and you're swinging your, you're swinging Yeah, that sounds around, like what he's doing is right. Swinging he's around trying and Trying to teach you, left command, doing a food lure and marking. Right, and you can do it in a circle and then to get the dog to sit, you hold the food up and then when the dog sits next to you, you release the, you release the food next. CT Vader, hi both. Great NCS video with Rocket. Thank you for being so positive and motivating. I'm struggling lately, so you're both like a ray of sunshine. Please keep it coming. Who's that? CT Vader. So CT Vader, um, just to let you know that a lot of people are struggling, and, I, and myself included. I just want you to know that. So is positive. I mean, I am struggling as well. So every day I'm struggling. Um, um, I think that it's it's. I think I've got so much. Not to say I don't have empathy for people that have lost their jobs. I do. But there is a very good security blanket out there. Whether you agree with it or not or like it or not, there is this good security blanket out there for people that have lost their jobs. There is. My fellow business owners, though, we have none. It's not because of bad planning. It's not available to us. We don't have... This cannot be insured. There's no claim that can be put in for COVID for a business owner. So we have to be either resourceful as fuck um, or unfortunately, you know, rely on banks to get loans from, which means now we'll be saddled with more debt. And a lot of businesses already settled with debt. So um, that's been on my mind a lot. We're going to survive because I have some savings to go for a good good for a year. Um, But um, of of no business. So and and to keep keep things going but most don't so um i've got empathy for small businesses so that doesn't mean you shouldn't shop at big businesses because small businesses a lot of them are closed you have no option but to shop at the bigger businesses Mm. but i think you know it's something to start thinking in perspective about you know your spending habits in the future your saving habits in the future um and some people are saying, well, you should have put more money aside. Some small businesses don't generate enough revenue to put money aside. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I want to actually hold on to my staff that I that does a really good job, pay them a premium price so that keep the customers coming in. And I probably could make more money as a business owner, but I'd rather have a better customer experience. Um, I mean, I don't have to spend $100,000 a year on free social media. I don't. There's no obligation for anybody to to pay it back, mm-hmm. you know, um, and most don't, and that's fine. 
Um, I just feel it's the right thing to do is whatever you know, you give away. I just live by that mantra. Whatever you know, you give away. I've always lived by that mantra. Um, so next. Twenty two ninety nine. What's A? Could be um. Aus- could, uh, AU usually, is Australia. Usually AU is Australia, but it doesn't matter. It's from Sarah. It's from Sarah. Thanks for all that you share with us. I recently got a seven month old GSD, and I was confused by what others were recommending for some of his behavior. I've achieved a lot with your guidance. Thank you. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of people absorbing our content this week, and I'm getting a lot of. Today, I got a video. A video. I got. I got a message from someone that says. I was up all night. This morning I got it. I was up all night consuming your videos. And then she sent me one a couple hours later saying, in three hours, I've made more progress with your videos than I have in months of training. You know what I found out today that I had no idea? I'm not going to mention names, but one of our clients has spent $15,000 on his dog's training prior to us. Mm-hmm. A trainer was coming to his house every day for $160 a session mm. and getting no results. Yeah. And it's called a scam. Literally, he told her his budget because he's like, this is what I have. Like, I want to make this dog really great. And like, spent it all. Yeah. And he got nowhere. Yeah. It's sad. I think, I think there's, there's, I don't agree with a mass licensing in this industry mm-hmm. because that won't keep out unethical people. Mm-hmm. It just won't. I think, um, uh, um, I think, you know, event, well, obviously this person will eventually f- figure out that it doesn't work anymore. <clears throat> Their business model doesn't work, but that is the business model of a lot of businesses is keep the client coming back constantly for the exact same thing by not making progress and convincing them that they need to work harder at it. I think with us, it's interesting because you get a lot of comments saying, oh, you're in it for the money. But right. it's like, usually after the boarding If they training, only fucking knew. We usually, like, our clients keep telling us their success. Right. But they don't come back for more training. Right, right. Like, like right. you know? But also, I am a business. It does cost yeah. a lot of money to run this business. Yes. P- people seem to forget that. That this, yes, I am a business. This is what I do and support my family. Mm-hmm. So, next. Uh, Terry, my GSDs are behaving much better greeting my husband. Husband stopped his excitement greeting them. Both GS wait patiently. I didn't have to withhold favors as you suggested, LOL. But did you mention it? Did you mention that it could happen? Because that might have been enough. What, that she wasn't going to blow him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the power. Just the possibility. The power of no blow jobs is. It's a lot to change That's a fucking hell of, that's a hell of a motivator. It's like. What color would you like the house painted? It's like, wait, that thought even crossed your mind? Right. I'd better change something. <laughs> That's right. Next. <laughs> Cindy, is my seven-month-old too young to start on e-collar? No, it's not. No, it's not. Next. Carly, can I use the e-collar to correct my seven-month-old for play biting? She's bad for leaving bruises on us from nipping. Giving her a toy doesn't work. She would rather bite us. Yeah. Don't give her a toy, and I'll tell you why. You're training your dog to bite you. Let's just think about this logically. Everybody, let's put our thinking caps on and think about it logically. And I'm not being insulting to anybody at all by my tone here, by talking to you like a kindergartner here. But I think this is getting missed a lot. This is getting missed a lot. So I think what happens is, sorry, I'm just trying to rearrange here. Just think about this. I put my mouth on you and you hand me something to bite instead. That you like. That I like because then I'll bite that. That's pretty cool. What What's the incentive for the dog to stop? Just think about that. What's the incentive to... to so this, this, this switcheroo concept that, that's always being suggested, it's like you're actually training the dog. And I have no problem using a tug as a reward. We don't do that here. But I have no, I have no problem, you know, doing that at all. So just think about that next my finger hurts. I feel like I have a splinter. I know. Um, so does everybody else. Gretchen, <laughs> ironically, buying and consuming honey supports bees. They make extra in anticipation of being raided in the wild. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we, and, we need more, and we need more bees. Um, tahini. I love tahini. I love tahini. What's your opinion on dogs for anxiety? Probably drugs. No, on dogs for anxiety, like an emotional support animal? Oh, um, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of training. Next. Barista boy said they're probably Eggo waffles. 
Hey, man, don't hate on the Eggo Waffles. Those shits, those are good. It's not your preferred brand. No, I used to eat them, though. Yeah. I like the Vans gluten-free. I can't yes. do gluten anymore. Right. Next. My body just made it all switcheroo on me. I don't know. Allie, one out of two. With e-collar conditioning, one of my dogs doesn't visibly react until eight, but gets really slow and acts uncomfortable on continuous for recall. Turned it down to six, seven, but now not sure if he can feel it. Do you have any suggestions of how to tell if he's understanding the lower level, or should I just stick with eight? Okay. I, Ooh, you, can I answer this? Yeah, I guess so. Next. Okay, so it sounds like you're on CS, right, Allie? So your dog already technically knows recall. Now you're taking the word away. It's on a leash, and you're just using remote. What we do here, we don't actually do the tap, dial up, tap, dial up, tap, dial up to find working level. We'll just start going through the reps, like starting at one. So we'll hold it down on one, use leash to guide the dog back to us, go to two, use leash, guide. And as we keep going up through the levels, you'll start to give less and less leash guidance. Mm -hmm. So say now I'm up to a four, I'm going to wait to prompt the dog with a leash. And if that dog turns when I put sim on, I'm like, you're feeling it. So you kind of like feel the dog out as you go through the reps. But on that note, also, I want you to know that eight is not that high on a, out of 100. Yeah, it's not. Some do- Most dogs work yeah. around eight. Yeah, or even higher. Some work on three. It, yeah. it just depends on the dog. Yeah. Next. But try that instead. Um, AL. Is so that- there's a top chat. Oh, I didn't see that. 499, holding on dog training. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that some dogs can never be trusted off leash, like ones who are more on the wild side than domestic? good dog but the freedom is higher value um i think that there are definitely some more dogs out there that, have, that display some more feral like behavior where yes running away from you is a hell of a reward mm. so um there's definitely dogs that probably shouldn't be trusted off leash can everybody can every dog out there be trained recall probably not i'm sure that there's dogs out there that cannot be trained a reliable recall um can most yes they can even huskies next AL, we have two dogs. What training is okay to do with both at the same time, and what training should be done with one dog only? I would train them both separately. Not That doesn't mean you have to complete. Just do separate sessions. Train one, put it away. Train the other, put it away. Train one, put it away. And then eventually, you can start doing duration downs, duration place. That could be done at the same time. You can walk them both at the same time. Um, but definitely get them proficient at sit, down, place, recall, um, individually and then start working them off of each other and then you can work them together next um alexander how young is too young for a prong collar it's an american bully so i want to make sure he's very obedient um well the prong collar is not going to make the dog obedient the training behind the prong collar is going to make the dog obedient no tool will make the dog obedient um, um the training is um now prong collars will help expedite things um and give owners leverage which they need and the remote collar will do things that that no human can do at all, especially a lot of state of mind stuff. And, and then that also distance things as well. Next. Sarah, my GSD barks at me when he really doesn't want to do a command like place or out. How should I handle these situations? Um, it, it, what I would do is, is, is correct the dog for that. That's the dog saying fuck you, historically. Next. Terry, need to say thanks so much. My two GSDs recalled immediately after our cat ran across their path while we were outside this afternoon. Off leash. Couldn't have done it without you. Good. Awesome. Congratulations. That could be scary. That could be a scary moment. Next. Gretchen. Oh, sorry. I missed the wording. Sorry about that. Nathan. Truck driver guy with separation anxiety dog. Two-year-old bull mastiff lab mix. Great at obedience, but stubborn. Have not done e-collar training. What level to start with when negative stim is his barking so the level that shuts your dog up so what you do is this um go to your rest go to your normal rest stop right get out of the cab you can you know stand a little bit behind the you know the cab um and um you'll hear the dog bark and you just start at a level like a lower level and go and then start at like say six historically it's a higher level it's an uncomfortable level that's the concept of bark collars. That's why bark collars are so effective. So what you're doing is the great thing is you can you, the remote your average remote collar like the the most basic remote collar the mini educator that we use um, goes up to half a mile away. So that means when you go into the rest stop 
to whether you're going in there to shower, you're going in there to refuel, you're going in there to, you know, to go to the bathroom, um, the, the remote collar is going to work. Um, even you coming back to the cab, to the truck, and your dog is barking out of excitement to see you, you would correct that as well. And a lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, the dog's excited to see you. It's like, yeah, well, you're being a pain in the ass. So... You know, some people like that. Some people like the dog, you know, barking at them out of excitement. Personally, I don't. I think my dogs are being annoying. Next. fourteen ninety nine Top Chat from Sarah. How should I manage general restlessness of my seven-month-old GSD? Or should I just accept his behavior for his age? He's okay when in place, but when on break, he can't sit still for two seconds. Um, I mean, what I would do is I would probably just, gar- you know, just have a little bit more control over your dog. Keep your dog on a leash and give your dog a little bit more guidance next. Unless it's off leash, like in the park or the woods or, you know, the backyard. It's like, let it be a, let it be a silly fool. Let it be a fool. Next. Inside the house, though, I like a little bit to a lot more structure. Next. Expat prepper, Jeff, did anybody ever tell you that you look like Ted Nugent? Nugent. Nugent? Who's uh, that? He's a he's a, a musician. Oh. Yeah. Ted Nugent? <laughs> Fig Newton? He works he was he's he's actually he's the number two guy at the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Let's see it. Put a picture up he, of him. He's them. a musician. You can Google him. I need him to later. Google him. Yep, next. No, they have not. That one they haven't told me. What's the one you usually get? Uh, uh, pen, uh, pen and Tower. One of those guys. Um, Ron, 14-month-old Siberian Husky. We've been to six positive classes, but follow your pers- precepts and keep my mouth shut. I got Cody for fat biking, XC skiing, oh, nice. cross-country, cross-country skiing, skiing. Nice. and now shoot in snowshoeing. Nice. He's doing awesome. Prong collar and e-collar. We need help with duration, place, downstay, etc. So what you're going to do is, yeah, congratulations, by the way, great sports for your dog. I'm sure your dog's going to have a good life. So um, what you want to do is you want to work, you know, work on your foundation stuff, on those commands, get your dog up to being proficient, three to 500 reps, and then just start. The, how do you get your dog to hold command longer? Correct for non-compliance. Next. Brandon, hi, I have a 10-month GWP. Is it possible to train him not to hump without neutering? I've watched your videos oh, yeah. on humping and want to know your opinion because I personally would rather not neuter Of course, him. absolutely. You make, neuter, you make neutering. You make neutering suck. Neutering does suck. Um, I mean, just having your ball squeezed sucks. Um, well, some nights I'm into that. Um, so, you know, um, you know, for 100 bucks, I'll fucking let you do anything to my ball. So, you know, this is, this is the thing. What I want you to do is, is you, make, you make humping suck. Bottom line, remote collar. Make it uncomfortable for the dog. That's how you do it. Simple, easy peasy. Next. Alexander, congrats on getting ripped. Fitzbo. Oh, thank you. Jeff is ripped. Are you talking to me or you? Because you. you're ripped. You're ripped. We're both ripped. Okay. Well, thank you. I think for 54, <laughs> I'm doing okay. He's going to work on your lower body. Okay. We are. I yeah, am. We are. We started. Two weeks ago. Well, a week, one week ago. Next. Sarah Bug, I made Kenai's last feeding training at 7 p.m., so I always miss your last while of the live. Oh, that's too bad. Well, switch, switch the dog's feeding. How hard is that? My dogs eat at 4.30 today. Normally, they eat at 6. Next. Brianna, hi, Jeff. Two of my dogs have bad resource guarding, and it recently led to the two getting into a scruff yep. and the smaller one being bit. I have only one working e-collar. Can I train out one at a time successfully? Absolutely. Next. Cheryl, Jeff, preach it about trainers who like to make their clients spend money needlessly. I'm all for getting results and getting them quickly. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that dogs don't need more. Some dogs don't need more training. But the model of the, I'm sorry, but the model of the positive only, which is not a specific trainer, but it is a methodology, an ideology, a religion, is absolutely suck your fucking clients dry fact keep them coming back for things that you know will never work fact it's the way it is it's the way it is i mean the, the it's it's the horror stories that i hear next chris what size prong collar should i use on my 200 pound tibetan mastiff you're going to want to use a we never use anything above a three millimeter now you might have to with a dog that size you might have to add a couple of links to it but believe it or not, you'll do it because, I mean, I guess you could go up to a 3.25, but that like these fours and these four seven fives that like, it's like, 
yeah, it probably would fit, you know, you know, you, it would probably would not look too out of place on a 200 pound um, Tibetan Mastiff, but you just don't need it. You just don't need it. Next. Barista boy soccer put laughing emojis. Oh, Chris, cool. how should I correct loading as soon as I get out the door for a walk? Um, I, we bonk the dog. No bonk. Remote collar. No correct. It's like the thought of it. So you're struggling with alcohol and drug addiction. When do you freaking tackle your best friend? After he gets back from the dealer or when he picks up the phone to call the dealer? Next. Um, Allie, that's awesome. I'll definitely try that way. Thank you so much. And just so I'm clear, you don't use the recall word in that scenario, just leash guidance and e-collar, correct? What's the scenario? Uh, yeah, for conditioning, um, CS recall. No word. No word. Yeah, for all CS, which is continuous stim, we just did a video on that. There's no word. Watch the video that went up on Facebook today. We really get into, like, detail on the methodology. Um, Nathan says, thanks much. Sarah says, are there any trainers in Melbourne, Australia that you recommend? Um, Australia is a hard one. Off the top of my head, no. That doesn't mean there's not any good ones out there. I just, off the top of my head, I don't know of anybody. Kathy, Wango Tango, Ted Nugent. Yes. What the fuck is Wango Tango? Next. That's it. Oh, what time and is it? And it's 8 o'clock anyway. Oh, it's 8 anyway. o'clock anyway. So just remember Patreon, Patreon slash Joelle Gifford. That's G-I-F-F-O-R-D. Check her out and support her. All right? Madly in love with all of you. Time to go. We'll see everybody on Monday. Monday. See, but, and, but we're putting up content all weekend long. Mm-hmm. I love you all. Um, I love you guys too. Remember, now is the greatest reset in the history, at least in my lifetime. Um, it's the greatest reset in, in, in my lifetime um, and probably yours as well. Let's use this for the better um, and um, just create some greatness. All right? All right. Love you guys. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.